Welcome to the Prime Talk with your hosts, Dan and James. So let's go into random encounters because we still have this, your favorite thing still, the Terrathran that we have to deal with. If you recall, we have a new, he survived, remember we had the bat versus the terrathran? Yes, and remind me what a terrathran, oh yeah, those little, they're little guys. Yes, the, the little guys, they're from the ethereal plane and we learned about mm-hmm. how they're basically planar environmentalists in that people cast magic and that causes, uh, yes. causes a disturbance in the force or whatever. A, a, a ripple. Yes, a ripple. <laughs> right, causes, and they come and they, that's right. They, take, they get unhappy if magic users, you know, I feel like Gary should have created this monster. He really missed out on that one, right? To, right. Uh, to keep, you know, on, on characters that get too powerful. And he comes and sucks the magic, right? Oh, he, does, he, can, he takes you. Right, he takes he you and tortures you. Oh, awesome. Okay, yeah, yeah that's he, right. He tor- they torture you. It doesn't tell you wh- when they release you or they take your magic for the day. It's, uh... It's it's very odd. They're an odd little they're an odd little bugger. So, is this fiend? Is it from the fiend folio or uh, was it? Yes. 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 Wait. So what you're saying is there was a strange monster coming out of the fiend folio? Right. And I did. I loved your um, uh, emotion or a reaction when you saw that it had like twelve paragraphs of text because uh, <laughs> too long. More people are coming online. All right, I'm rolling for the. the, Is it the dorso roll? The dorso roll is is in effect. Absolutely. One, two, or three is what I've only done this twenty times. Yeah, this this is why this is the second layer of the abyss because it's every time it's new. It's like exactly the right. uh, Right. I rolled. Go ahead. I rolled a five. Five. So that means. uh, Yes. Yes. Monster Manual Two. Okay, let's do it. All right, you want to roll it? Because I'm looking it up. So you're rolling a die 10. Yes. No, we were not bashing uh, Carlos Slicing, the uh, emulator. Said we, we weren't bashing the Fiend Foley. We were more depressed on the length of the Terrath, the Terrathran's um, description, because it had 12 paragraphs. That's why. Hey, look, we, already, we, we, won, the, we won the last debate. Does he really want to go there? Yes. <laughs> 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 oh no! Now we won't have a hex crawl. He's just going to keep going. He's, he's, he's mad. He's going to just keep going if you stew that. No, yeah, he's going to he's going to kill our character. That's right. It's really not smart to to, to poke the D, don't poke the DM. That's Isn't right. Isn't that an old saying? Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Give me a D ten. Nine. Oh. Okay. Very. Oh. All right. So, sorry. Uh, aquatic. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Have we had an aquatic roll I, before? I don't think so. Okay, so I now need you to roll a die six. All right, I can do that. One. We are in cold, fresh water. Nice. I now need you to roll to see, die six to see if we're on the surface or are we in the depths. So we're in the abyss, and we see a lake, basically, That's right? That's right. Yes, yeah, a demonic well, one, lake. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fresh water. So, yeah, you got a water. What did you get? I rolled a six now. Oh, the depth. Why, James, you know what we should do? We should go swimming. <laughs> I, wait, I see something. Is it the ring? 
I see something <laughs> shiny down there. That's Let's right. go. Let's go deep. Let's in the second layer. Well, we're, we're in the uh, what is it? This well, the forest of temptation. You said this is just. Oh, that's true. Wait, or is it also? No, it's that uh, thing. Yeah, the, ter- the terrorthrain. So the terrorthrain is hanging out in the abyss. Right. And you see something shiny down right. in the water. Ex- apparently, well, we're not sure yet, but it's something he's temp- tempted with. He dives in. All right, so now we need that old two to twenty. Okay. Do you remember how to do that? It's probably going to be a carp, and we're doing all this for a carp. <laughs> a small carp. That's right. I spell it for a thirteen. It is. Oh, we're gonna have another roll. It's either a giant or a Nixie gar. Have you ever heard of a Nixie gar? Nix. No, I've not heard of a Nixie gar. So you have to do a die six now. Okay. I really want you to get a four, five, or six. Okay, well, I got a one. Giant gar. A gi- well, I've heard of a giant gar. Okay. Okay. That's monster manual, isn't it? Yes. Okay. A giant gar. I hope it gets a good surprise. It really should. just swallows, because I'm really mad. And I know Carlos Lising is, too, about the fate of our ordinary bat, who is really just grabbed out of the air, if right. I recall, right. and squished. Yes. And so now it's going to be the revenge of the giant gar. Giant gar. Okay, Page so we're forty-two on. on the monster manual, and of course, love James, the you gotta show the you gotta yeah. show the picture. Yes, love the picture. <laughs> there it is. That's great. That's great. Everything you need to learn about being. Did we do a giant gar before? Brian thinks. I don't think we did a giant gar before. I don't think so. We're gonna have to keep track of this. Do you do you think that guy in the picture knows the gar is there? It doesn't look that way. He's just swimming. He was one of the prisoners from the Nixies, which would make sense. You know how they keep people for a year? Is it the Nixies that keep people for a year? Yes. And then they release yes. them? Yes, he's just gotten out. Well, where's the Nixie gar? Did I admit, what? Yeah, I don't oh, wait, is, or is it Nixie or giant gar? Am I just being ridiculous? Is there no such thing as a Nixie gar? Yeah, I, I think you maybe have been confused. I think I may be crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is after the charm wears off. The Nixie says, okay, you're free. Go back up to the surface. And this was what happens. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> this is, this, that adventure was being run by Vic Dorso. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you like, finally, after a year of being uh, captured, we get to head back home. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I'm being I'm I'm being stupid, which mm. uh, which is surprising because I'm apparently brilliant. I think it's like Greenland. It, everyone calls me brilliant because I know I'm not, and they're scared of me. Yeah. So yeah, it's a giant gar or a nixie because it says gar comma giant or nixie. I've never I, so I didn't realize that you could have different. You could have two on one roll, so Apparent- it's a nixie. That's right. There's no such thing as a nixie gar. There's not a nixie gar. That would be amazing though. Uh, nixie. Yeah. Gar riding Nixies, that's what I would have. Okay, so we've got a giant gar. Frequency is rare. One to six appear. That's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. AC three, movement of 30. Hit dice of eight. Yeah. Five to 20 damage. Uh, unlike their smaller relatives, giant gar tend to be aggressive hunters. Of course, why wouldn't they? Right. And is the next line, they love human flesh? That always seems to be the case. They inhabit only large, deep lakes and rivers. They are capable of swallowing prey whole. And any hit of 20 indicates they have done so. Oh, I hope oh. I get a 20. Well, no. I, oh, that's right. I'm that. You're the gar. I, actually, you know what? I hope you get a 22. 
Note that a small giant gar can swallow an elf or dwarf whole. If a creature is swallowed whole, there's a 5% chance per melee round that it will die. A creature so swallowed must have a sharp-edged weapon in hand to have, ha have any chance of cutting its way out. That's kind of like the purple worm business, right? right? Yep, yep. The swallowed creature must be able to inflict damage equal to 25% of the fish's total hit points to get free. Attacks which pierce the gar and hit the creature swallowed whole, and this will cause appropriate damage to both the gar and the creature swallowed. Yes. Okay, well, this sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, this is good. All right, so yes, we're in the, the, uh, the Terrathrain. Why, why it's in the second layer of the abyss, we're not sure. But it came by this lake. It uh, was down there looking for, for people who, to take away back to the ethereal plane. And a giant garse, we have to roll for surprise. And, we sure uh, do. And roll for distance. Hold on, so distance. Oh, they're 40 yards away. They're very close to each other. Okay. And let's roll for surprise. I rolled a five. I rolled a four. Okay. So none are surprised, so it's initiative. Okay. So you- I rolled a five. I, what are you doing? Oh, sorry, you declare. What is it, oh. that? you forgot how to play D&D? &D? Yes. <laughs> Okay, that's honest. <laughs> I gotta read. I gotta read this thing again. Right. Hang on. So we're gonna be on a Give short me. short break as we read these twelve paragraphs. Yeah. Uh, Give me ten minutes. Yeah. We'll so most of it is. I'll just say they talk about the chance for them coming to attack, which we don't have that because of magic. The, uh, their their spells are drain power, which is against magic users. Stunning yeah, blast. You'll probably want to do stunning blast. That's what I. It's like I'm looking at a menu. Right. Um, yeah, would you recommend the, uh, yeah, how is the Stunning Blast, do you think? Is oh, it good? It's, it's fresh, it's fresh. It's a fresh <laughs> Stunning Blast. It's got a bit of a kick? Right, it does have a kick. Stunning Blast, yeah, the, the uh, transportation, very bad. The oil's old and stale because no one's using it. I wouldn't do that. Oh, but wait a second. The transportation, no, no, wait a second. This permits the Terrathrain to transport itself and one other person. Oh, now it says parentheses, the offending spell user. Do I, I do you have to be an offending spell user? Yeah. Because I want to take you, I could take take you back to the ethereal plane. Right. Oh, I'd have to grasp you. Yeah, I don't think you're grasping a gar, which is uh, 21, <laughs> we'll 21 to 30 feet long, which I guess I should uh, roll. But wait a second. If you swallow me, mm -hmm. I'm going to grasp you and transport the both of us back to the astral plane. I like that. If We'll see uh, if that happens. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to do the stunning. I have chosen stunning blast. Okay, so it's, it's initiative, I guess, so. Oh, should I re-roll? No, you, oh, oh, four and a five, right? Did we roll initiative? Yes. Yeah, okay, Correct. so, so uh, did you go first or I go first? I oh, go first, I got a five. All right, so you're gonna do stunning blast, so I have to make what a saving it, throw. What it, oh, you get a, you get a save me? Yep. It's equal to power or stun. Saving throw against magic negates this effect. 15, I think I oh, saved. That's terrible. I think I saved for that. So, so now he's yeah. going to attack you. The guard okay. is going to go for the swallow. By the way, I'm rolling a 20. I'm just letting you know. This is the beauty of the internet. Hey, I rolled a 20. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what you do when you DM as well. Oh, I, no, it's all rolled out, I rolled out front. Oh, I rolled a 7. What's your armor class? AC is, well, it's a three and then, a, so I guess it's a three. Wait, where am I? It's a parenthesis six. We're in the abyss. Yes. 
So my AC is three. Oh, on the prime material plane, it's three. Ah, so you're not in the prime material plane, we've said. We're, when on the prime material, yep, yep, gives a three. So it, right, actual AC is six, so I guess it's got to be yeah, six. Yeah, this is the demonic gar. This is a demonic yeah. gar. So he's red eyes. Yeah, he's, he's got red eyes. He needed a six, so he did hit, so that's good. He's so, a Nixie gar. He's a Nixie gar. Why he's here in the in the second layer of the abyss, we don't know. So the Nixie gars, that could be a band. That I, is, I could see it as kind of like, you know, very kind of, I don't know, what, new wave-ish? New, it's, yeah, new, it's not really ska, it's more new wave. Uh, yeah. Since we are, since you stole my dice, I'm still using the di the pink dice here. So if you ever want them back, they they suit you. They do. I love them. Uh, five to twenty. So that's five d four. You might want to roll your hit points while this is happening. Oh, you hit? Oh yeah. Oh. I did thirteen points. Ouch. On you. Okay, hold on. I'm rolling. Four, five. Oh my God. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I have, I have 12, 12 hit points. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> you did 13. I'm on five hit dice. You're five plus one. So how many hit points did you have? 12? What did you, how much damage did you do? 13. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think even, yeah, the maximum was 13. <laughs> I rolled like all twos, and there was a one in there. So he just came by and snapped your little head off. You know what I call that? What? Karma. It is karma. He, now, the Terrathran was the uh, the bat That's in right. this scenario. What is that saying? Sometimes you're the bat, sometimes you're the windshield. So this time, um, or you're the bug, and sometimes you're the windshield. Yeah, so. sometimes you're the bat, sometimes you're the Terrathran. Yeah. Sometimes you're the gar. That's right. So so our, our champ is a giant gar. It's a giant gar, absolutely. I'm not sure how it's going to work going forward, but... You know what his name is? What? Nixigar. Nixigar? Uh, I'm not sure about that. You're not feeling it? No. I think it's got to be something better than that. So. Wow. That was fast. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was perfect because we, did, we weren't a big fan of this creature. I think it's, there must have been a special reason why the, someone put this in here, the Terrathran. I think you're right. It's to nerf uh, magic users who are, kind of being annoying, but still, it's, it seems like a lot. Okay, I can live with that. I can live with those results. I hadn't even digested the bat. <laughs> he, st he was still in my digestive system. That's right. Uh, let's see, Garth, I guess, Garth, Wayne and Garth. Garth. Yeah. That's not bad. I like that, right? He's in the, if he was in a brook, he'd be Garth Brook, but he's not in a brook. Uh, oh, no, he's in a lake in the abyss. That's right. In the forest of temptation. See, he's a forest of temptation. I know. Forest. The Terrathran was tempted to go swimming. Yep. And the gar, the demo, demonic gar. How do I write all, this up? All that's left are like, you know, his clothes on the bank. <laughs> it's like in a bad uh, Friday the 13th or something. <laughs> yes. Ooh. There's just bubbles on the water. I like I like what uh, our friend uh, Menyon, uh, Rootgar, Rootgar Howard. That's That could be good. I like that. We got some. We got some things for Twitter. All right. All right. Excellent. Um, let's start with. Uh, I know a guy named Gar. Yeah. So everyone starts googling Gar and uh, appropriate names for him while we work on the spell selection. All right. 
So shall I roll the percentile for the type of spell? Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. 59. 59. That's a magic user. Now see if it's uh, z- 0 through 9. 87. Guess what? It's a magic user spell. And a magic user is very happy because a Terrathrain was... Oh, wow, Minion is on fire. Chegar... Che Guevara. Uh, it's, you know, um, is that the Che Guevara from uh, down south, the South American uh, provocateur? Is, that's the politically nice way of saying it. I'm sure others would not call him that. So there's this. This is, uh, this is what happens when you're in Japan, and I'm, sh- I'm assuming based on previous conversations with Menyon, he's uh, enjoying himself in this, because t- it's late evening for him. So he's not drinking coffee. He's He's drinking what we usually drink in the morning, Guinness, so or something. Do you think you can catch a giant gar if you were out deep sea fishing in D and D? Because you know our characters, right? Um, in the hex crawl, ah, uh, whiskey he's drinking. Yeah, fisher people, right? You think you could reel in a giant gar? Um, you're gonna need a bigger boat. That's <laughs> that's my understanding. Uh, that was uh, I. Uh, I walked into that one. That's right. Uh, I would I say so. I, All right. I would say either that. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not much of a fisherman, but I know they catch sharks on, you know, like in Jaws, they were catching with uh, line. They weren't netting them. They just mm-hmm. need a, I assume, on whales, they harpoon. So I'm sure you could do that. Absolutely. That sounds like a fun game. That, go, chasing go fishing. chasing uh, Che Guevara. There you go. And you basically have to, this, this gar has been attacking uh local boats and they hire you to go out to do that it almost it almost writes itself except if it was a gnome ship that would make it better (laughs) um all right so we are rolling a die 10 for the level of magic user spell correct correct would you like to roll that i'll I'll roll that sure nine there we go whoa and this is fitting see this is see the dice don't lie because just like you said the uh whatever that the terathram terathram yep is gone. Right. We get a magic user spell. Yep. And it's ninth level. Absolutely. Perfect. You know how many spells there are at ninth level? No, I don't know that. Well, you know, it's not going to be crazy, right? There, there uh, are... No, I agree with you. Hold on. It's a D12, I think. It is I... a D12. But it could be wrong. Now, like, go ahead and roll the D12 while you sure. handle the technical issues. No, I just wanted to make sure... I mean, usually the fans are pretty good at uh, telling us if there's a problem, our dear friends, but I didn't, I, I didn't see anything moving, but now I do. Okay, yes, D12, make it happen. Oh, this is awesome. I rolled a five. I don't know anything about it, but it says Meteor Swarm. Oh, Meteor Swarm. You don't know anything about Meteor Swarm? Today's spell what? is Meteor Swarm. It's awesome. That's awesome. So we are, go- we are flipping, and we are flipping to Meteor Swarm, which is on the bottom of page 92. That's not a terrible band name, but not the best. That's right. And now, Meteor Swarm. Yeah. Eh, meh. <laughs> exactly. Meh. All right. So, Meteor Swarm. First of all, it's ninth level. So, it right. has a minimum range of 22 because you have to be 18th level to cast this. So, ah. uh, you, right. so 220 feet or yards, depending if you're inside out. Duration, instantaneous. Wow. Right, so it's just, right. 
But nine segment casting time. Yeah, this is gonna take you, you gotta wind up for this. Okay. And there's a saving throw for half, so you know what that typically means is you're probably gonna save if you're fighting other 18th level people. Oh, no, no, no. I'm using this on the little village. Oh, okay, yes. Then right? they, they would not save. They need about a 19 then. Then it's very likely they're not going to. <laughs> no, aren't you, wouldn't you want to sort of just once you to play like an evil wizard, you just sort of walk around and you see the little village and you're like, yeah, meters one. Oh, hold on. We have to retcon. We have to go back. Roll percentages. Really? Divine intervention. Oh my gosh. We are always forgetting that. You're right. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not right. I'm just watching the chat. So. Oh my gosh! And the terror thran is going to bring somebody nasty. I'm yeah. thinking some some ethereal god. Nope, sixty-three. Sixty-three. Okay, that's good. Well, can I roll again? Can no, I roll again? You, no, you can't roll again. Don't tempt okay. the fates. I was okay. I was about to sigh, and, and uh, uh, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we did what we were supposed to. So, the other thing that's interesting: there's no material component on this. No, correct. So is this basically going to end up being like just a better fireball? Of course. I mean, i got to keep reading, but that would be my guess. Right. So it's, okay. yeah, it's very powerful and spectacular, similar to fireball in many, in many aspects. You can, when it's cast, you cast four spheres of two feet diameter or eight spheres of one feet diameter. Spring from the outstretched hand of the magic user and streak in a straight line up to distance demanded by the spellcaster. Up to its maximum range, any creature in the straight line path of these missiles will receive the full effect of the missile or missiles without benefit of a saving throw. The meteor missiles leave a fiery train of trail of sparks, and each bursts as a fireball. The large spheres doing 10 to 40 damage, the, the four bursting a diamond or box pattern, each has 33 inch or 30 feet diameter area effect, and the sphere will be 20 feet apart. So basically it's carpet bombing. You're basically, yeah. hey, uh, hey David, good morning. That's right. And these are, just, these, are, these are missiles. Right. Like modern day missiles. Right, exactly. <laughs> not, not like an arrow <laughs> missile. That's right, this is napalm. You're basically just bombing a, a carpet bombing an area. And uh, along with the sides of the pattern, so that the overlapping air, so you have overlapping, that's what makes it awesome. So depending on how you put it, you could potentially get hit two or three times. You're just- Just to, just to make sure you're dead. Right, just. <laughs> so if you're like really evil, I mean, you're just like, there's like a dog and you're just like, right. meteor swarm. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't pull out the fireball too, but. Yes, nothing says spending, well, how many hours does it take to memorize that? I don't know, 12 hours or something? Well, once a day. To, to, to yeah, 12, it takes, I don't know, 14 hours. What's memorize ninth level spell? It's some, some ridiculously long time to do that of rest. And was it ninth level? So two hours and 15 minutes of actual preparing. You recover your spells. You need 12 hours of rest, and then you need two hours and 15 minutes of, uh, uh, two hours and 15 minutes of actual memorizing it uh, just so that you can kill a dog. That's, that's a, little is, it's a little disturbing, Dan, to be perfectly. Uh, it is, but, but I got to tell you, because, you know, usually I'm not a fan of these higher level stuff, but I, this one seems pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, I it's, like that. Go ahead. Blade, I like the delayed blast fireball, too. It's right. really good. Yeah, these, these 
what's good about them is they're very straightforward. They do one thing, they do, oh, well, and some, some suggestions on the gnome village. Perhaps what happens mm-hmm. is that creature that you were talking about, the ogre deity that goes and just eats people, what was the one you were talking yeah, about? Yeah, Val, I think Valprak. Valprak, like right. That. So Valprak is coming and the wizard's there to help and he drops that on the village to try to defend, you know, defeat Valprak and actually just slaughters all the gnomes in a horrible way. Right. <laughs> I was just yeah, trying to help. That would be what someone, an 18th level wizard would do. Oops, I did it again. Exactly. So yeah. That's awesome. That's a great spell. I like that spell. It makes me want to be a high level magic user, which is unlike me. So, and, and you have to make saving throw for each area of effect. So it's not a one or done. You basically, so if you get rocked twice, um, and for those, I'm sure a lot of people play it, uh, you, uh, if you fail your saving throw, then you have to roll, start rolling for your magic items like we talked about because, yes. uh, so imagine the poor 15th level fighter who, even if he, if he fails one save, which again, it's possible, even at 15th level, your saving throw against spells, assuming you don't have any magical items, is a seven. 17th level is six. So you still have a 30% chance of failing. And then you, all your magic items potentially could be destroyed. You're very sad at that point. So Or, no, no, no. You're not sad. The other players are if, because they want to loot your body. Well, that's true. Yeah, if, if you fail your save a number of times, you're, you're, you're pretty bumming. You're going to be... Uh, but, you know, a, a, a high-level... Uh, a high-level fighter is probably going to have 90, 100 hit points. So assuming he hasn't been damaged, depending on where you put it, uh, you uh, you definitely could survive that as a fighter. You know, a magic user, you're not going to survive that. Right. But a fighter, if he's high-level and he hasn't been damaged, he could survive a meteor swarm. But he's not going to be happy. It's not right. something. There may be a negative charisma after that. If right. you fail. Right. right. Just, just a flush wound. That's right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's straightforward, simple, easy, does what it's supposed to do. Uh, you, you, that's what I it's, like about it. It's not fussy. Right. It's not a, and you know what? And this is what I like about it. So in the, the DMG, no discussion of it. You know why there's no discussion of it? Two, two reasons. There's nothing confusing about it. Yep. It's not, because like I said, it's not fussy. And secondly, a lot of these discussions were when people were probably abusing their... We need to ask Jim about that. Remind me, right, to ask Jim if Gary did these things because people were abusing their spells, right? Because we've often wondered about that. Yeah. But are people abusing Meteor Swarm? I don't think so. It's, it's built to be abused, basically, right? right? How right. can you abuse Meteor Storm? Okay, you know... You're using Meteor Storm, you know, to, in, a, in a way. We need to nerf it. Are you kidding me? That's what it's, you know, that's what it was built for. So, all right, that's an awesome spell. I love it. Well, and the only, again, the only downside is um, the, the casting time. And, you know, there's a discussion in the chat about this would be one I would like to put on a sc- scroll only because, you know, a smart enemy, or in this case, let's mm-hmm. say you're fighting the evil wizard. He starts a nine-segment spell. I mean, if you're going after the uh, Archmage uh, stronghold, uh, he starts trying to cast, all your focus is on that guy. And all it takes is 
again, assuming he doesn't have uh, in, you know, global vulnerability on or some other type of thing, all it takes is a quick spell or arrow or something to disrupt that spell because he's basically casting that the whole time. Absolutely. It's like the scene in Lord of the Rings in the movie, right, where Helm's Deep, or, right. or shoot the guy who's going to explode. Right, the, the, kamikaze, the, wall. the kamikaze guy. He, right. Um, all that, right, well, what do you think? Do we have time? You know, so I know we've got to about, what, 20 minutes for a hex crawl? Yep. Do we have time for, I, I, I know we talked about doing, uh, uh, you talked about, uh, talking about disease in well, D&D. We, we also have the gnome. That's right, we have the gnome thing. Let, let's, uh, let's do the, I think people like the gnome thing, so let's do the gnome thing. Okay. Because the only Let's reason I brought up the, the disease one is, is not to try to be funny, which is partly, is it, but we did touch on it last time for our th- uh, you know, St. Patrick's Day special. We did, we, yeah. we did intoxication. We kind of touched on disease. But let's do, the, uh, let's do this one. So we're going to do our Gnome Illusionist. All right. So, yeah. So, all right. From uh, Kelly Villamere's excellent First Encounter magazine. And we, let me see where we are up to. I need to remember the, the letters. Oh, I don't remember that creature. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we finished up with the badger. I remember this. It was the bugbears. Yes. Remember? We, did the, All we right. did the bugbears. We did the bugbears. So here we are. Ready? Here we go. So, and just for those people who haven't listened to the show before, this is from First Encounter Magazine. It is so... Have you ever played a gnome fighter illusionist trying to save your village? It is testing your skill of playing a gnome fighter illusionist. And Cameron Munn as well helped write this. Okay. So you get the door open and proceed down the corridor. Again, you notice the many entranceways and side passages along the route. Here and there, the odd door is thrown in your path or alongside the corridor. You travel along with no problems until up ahead you see what seems to be a puddle seeping from under a door on the side of the corridor. That seems odd since this lair has at least seemed fairly dry. You then realize that it is gray ooze, Uh which is slowly covering your path and route of escape. You decide to, and there's going to be seven choices. One, attack immediately with a sword. Two, use ring of lightning on it, with dagger ready in case it fails. Three, cast invisibility, then attack it with a mace. Four, use blur spell on self, then attack with mace. Five, cast a spell illusion on this obvious illusion, then walk past with dagger in hand. Six, cast color spray on it, then kill it with a sword. Seven, use ring of lightning on it, then attack with a mace. So there are seven choices, so... Attack immediately with sword. Two, use ring of lightning with dagger ready in case it fails. Three, cast invisibility and attack with mace. Four, blur spell and then attack with mace. Five, dispel illusion and then walk past it. Six, color spray, then kill it with sword. Seven, ring of lightning on it, then attack with mace. So two and seven are basically the same, except one's a dagger, one's a mace. Exactly. Exactly. I'm feeling, you know, didn't we, did we ha- you know, I should know this as, of course, since my, my patron deity slash demon is uh, Jublex. Jublex, that's right. Uh, so I should know this, right? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with seven. 
either that's a terrible idea or a great idea. I remember something about electricity right. and gray ooze. I can't remember if it's a no-no or a yes-yes. Yeah, so because you said seven, now, yes. I'm, now I'm choosing five because I thought seven was the right answer too. But the, my Dan rule kicks in, which is if, if right. this is something you're gonna do, I'm not gonna do that. So uh, I, I agreed with you I thought seven was the best. So we've got. You don't want two? Oh, but you better know because you think, right, so it's the opposite rule. It's, well, the lightning is the main part of that, and you think that's a good idea. Right. So, I and I right. thought it was two. So, uh, mm -hmm. so I'm going with five. All right, dispel illusion, so, and then walk past it. Okay, so we've got uh, Bucky's going with seven, uh, Brian's going with five like me, Shannon's going with five. Uh, Menion, oh, uh, Rob Ritchie's three. I haven't seen, uh, make your choices. Yeah, he's not sure, that, that's not how D&D &D works, Menion, you gotta pick, you don't get this. Oh no, <laughs> he no, passes. no, he yes, passed. Gary has told us this. That's right. He has hesitated. He has attacked he's by. De he's delayed action, that's basically. He's stabbing right. with his dagger. The ooze is, we're gonna have to do an ooze attack on him, actually, we have to do a special result. Yeah, I think he has psionics too in ooze, so that's... Now psionics, oh, that means they can use a psionic blast on us if I don't have psionics, right? If, if they have psionic blast. I think they oh. have something. I think they use it to determine who's there, but... Okay, can I parlay? Uh, you can always parlay. That's... <laughs> that's not a choice. Okay, are, we're ready to go. Are yes, all we're ready to go. Are in? Yep, Here we all go. answers are in. F1. So hang on, I gotta go back to see what these were, because I'm curious. So that was the attack immediately with the sword. Uh, you kill it, but you take six hit points of damage. Plus, your sword is now useless. Yes. So did I we do. have an F? Did we have a number one? No number ones. Okay. Number two. This is the ring of lightning with dagger in hand. So this is going to give me a clue. Right. <laughs> how it goes for me. Kills it. Take no damage. Ah, darn I'm feeling it. Feeling good. I'm feeling no, good. No, this friend. is terrible. Feeling good. F three. That was cast invisibility. After initially hitting it with. A mace, you become visible. Oh, that's right. Cast a visible attack with a mace. I always forget about that. Take two unlucky points of damage and mace crumbles. That wasn't terrible. It's two points of damage. F4, the blur spell, spells no good for defense against this creature. Take 10 hit points of damage, mace crumbles. F5, this is a dispel illusion. Uh, this real creature attacks, real creature attacks Takes 17 hit points oh, of damage. Agar, no good. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, that's the first. Let's see how many you started with. That's your first damage, I believe, isn't uh, it? I think I took two last time. Oh, oh. did you? My, my, my. my that's, uh, I'm turning, I'm flipping. Uh. You started, yes, James, you started with, where are you? 50, 5-0. Yeah, all that great play lost because you you and I agreed on something. <sighs> so, exactly. Well, so. listen, I, I can't blame you for your instinct. It seemed right to me. That's the problem. I believe your instinct was right. Therefore, it must have been wrong. Yes. Got it? My, I, right. I, I think so. I, too, I, too soon? It's very frustrating. because Too soon. We're just moving on. F6. This was, uh, what was F6? Uh, what was F6? I don't remember. It doesn't Sorry. matter. It does matter to me. I'm trying to learn. 
Color spray. Got it. I knew that. Uh, how else am I going to learn? You're just stop pouting. <laughs> and a spell doesn't work on it. Yeah, because yeah. I think color spray is probably just what like yeah. I don't know. It depends what hit dice. I th- it's, and it's, uh, and it's yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. And there's some intelligence spell, too. Go ahead. Spell doesn't work on it. Take eight hit points of damage before killing it. Plus sword corrodes and is no longer usable. F seven. Did anyone pick F seven out there? Anyone? Yes. Anyone? Who, really? Me? Yes, F7, yes. That was me. Oh, interesting. I'd forgotten I picked this one. Lightning kills it, take no damage. It's so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yep, thank you, Kelly. All right. When did you decide to know how to play? You know what? This show. I'm learning. We did Grey Use. I think we've done Grey Use, haven't we? Yes. I think we did Grey Use as a monster, and I learned about Lightning. See? This show, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, I'm like a sponge. No, you forget every session. Every week, you don't remember what's happening. So I, I was banking on that. I, was, I and, wasn't sure. And, and, <laughs> I just knew, I just knew lightning, electricity, graves, something. So your metagaming was worked out for you because my rule was very simple. Whatever you picked was, I'm not picking that. And as soon as you said seven, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, so you shouldn't have metagamed. You you metagamed. On top of your metagaming. Right. I I went with the ultimate metagame. Dan is wrong. Dan has no idea. Yep, two layers of metagaming. They cancel each other out. Yeah, Dan has no idea what he's, he doesn't know these creatures. Everything's fresh and evergreen to him. I'm like, one in seven chance, chance of him actually picking the right one, and then he picks the one I wanted. And, and I said, well, I can't go with that. I can't. I know, it's, I know it's a mistake, and that'll teach me. Now I just need to pick, I need to pick the follow one me. that's right. No, follow I'm not me. following you. That's the rule, follow me. No. Because you know what? I'm Mr. Brilliant. This is game theory. Game <laughs> theories, I should have went first, said it quickly, so that you would be not wanting to follow my footsteps and pick typically incorrectly. But, you know, I think we're about even now because you've been nickeled and dimed over this time. Oh, please. No, no, you're way worse off than I am. Do you want me to go through all the video? You're going to make... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want you to tally them up. I wouldn't subject you to that. Uh, I would subject no one to that. Well, okay. shall we, uh, shall we uh, ease into the... Uh, we're close to hex crawl time, yes, right? Yes, we are. We are ready for the hex crawl. Let me, let me give... Uh, I'll let get... Me give, uh, that so so there's a, a how bad is the delay out there is it delay as far as the time we talk and you see things is that the uh, issue or is the vo- the sound delayed because if it is just let me know I'll see if I can fix that all right Carlos you you all ready for us let's see let me go find so for those of you who haven't seen the show before this is a session where we're doing a hex crawl through oh. Greyhawk in celebration of the 40th anniversary of the publication of the Folio edition. Okay. Let me see how I get... uh... Let me add add Carlos here. We're calling Carlos, and then I'm gonna have to do some rearranging. Hold on a second. There's Carlos. Oh, All right, cool. Let me uh, let me arrange you. 
Can you see me? I can see you. Can you hear us? Awesome. I'm moving my camera around a little bit. Carlos, I just, I'm just joking about the Pien Fuller. You know that, right, buddy? Just kidding. Just a joke. That's what we do here. We're joke makers. I never forget. <laughs> I see. I see a meteor swarm come. A meteor storm coming. <laughs> meteor swarm's overrated. Really? Never, Why? Never get it off. Besides, like what he said, what uh, James said is extremely salient. Once you get spells over sixth level as a magic user, if they give a saving throw, they're useless. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that's why I'm going after the village. Because. Throw, so I'm probably going to have about a three or a four saving throw. I make protection that gives me a saving throw of 20 against things that don't normally get a save. It's yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a meteor swarm guy. And like I said before, the casting time is too long and everybody who was talking about putting out a scroll, that's great. But the scroll scribing cost, are we sure that it's going to be cost effective? I don't know. Man, you're such a buzzkill, Carlos. No, I play a lot of high level. I, I, my, my number one character that I have is a, my highest level character is a high level magic user. So I've got a lot of experience with that. So, yeah, yeah not a fan. I've, I don't think I've carried Meteor Swarm with that character maybe three times ever in 25 years of play. Mm. Actually, more than that, about 30 years of play. So, so, so what's the spell of choice at that level? Shape change is a great one uh, because you get hit points back for, with it when you make your shape change. I'm a huge fan of Time Stop because of the way it was originally written. Uh, you could do whatever the hell you wanted to during Time Stop. Um, you know, in 3.5, they changed it so you can't really do anything to somebody else while they're time stopped. But I loved it. How long can you stop time for? Depends. Um, it's a random roll. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, usually, I think the average is. Four rounds. I okay. can do a lot in four rounds, man. Pick some pockets. Uh, usually delayed blast fireball. Leave it oh, there. Nice. Time, usually time it to go off right after time stop. And then you uh, either project image or you miss. You go somewhere else and get, set up something like chain lightning or something horrible like that. So you can you grab stuff? So if you've got like the other magic, you do time stop, you like grab people's weapons and stuff like that. If you ever read um, Vecna Lives, which is the second uh, second edition module, um, the entire circle of eight is killed by um, a Vecna wannabe using time stop. He like breaks half of their necks and yeah, he just mangles them. Yeah, I assume you get, uh, people get a save against that, don't you? No, it's this. No. If, oh. Time stop. Oh, time stops is just stop. Yeah. So for time stop is nasty. For a combat okay. for a combat spell, if you're fighting other high level guys, that's that I agree with Carlos. Because you literally yeah, cool. are doing something and no one else can do anything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, time stop is nasty. But most times especially because that character that I was playing, that high level magic user was a is a uh, his background is that uh, Worship Istus, the goddess of fate, which is a time kind of thing anyway, so. Okay. 
Or you can just go with Power Road Kill because it's one segment, which is also. Well, remember PWK though has that high has the uh, the the uh, hit point level threshold, right? And once if you're dealing with a fighter, you mentioned it before in the in the uh, meteor swamp that you may have a guy that's over that hit point threshold. So the reliability on that is shaky. But it depends who you're. It depends the kind of the party you have. Yeah, yeah it's situational. You're absolutely right. But yeah, it, it's. It's better for me choice than power would kill, but yeah, I mean time stop I mean, I'm sorry, works on everything. Swarm, but, that's that's but it, yeah. it also has nine segment casts, so it it, it, that's correct. it really comes down to back to like we were talking about with any of these, um, the uh, it's almost the game theory of who your enemies are, and correct, and you know again, and 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 that got. For Dan and I, this is why second and third editions become a little bit harder, because we really didn't get into the contingency spells and the counter spells and defenses. I mean, already it's hard enough. Well, if he's got a uh, global vulnerability, or I can't use a magic missile on him. I could try to use disintegrate. You know, you start playing this very yeah. complicated um, game. It's just a different type of play, and they oh for sure they, for sure they take it much higher. So, Carlos, how are you? Good. I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Amanda and you? I've, uh, this weekend, I've got like five uh, Twitch or stream things going on, so I've got uh, I've got a very busy weekend. Well, t- I just got done writing a bunch of Patreon stuff and mapping, and so it's going to be a and d heavy weekend for me. Good. Um, now, are you still having us on, and, and can you want, do you want to talk about that for the April charity event? Is that happening or Actually, not? Actually, um, this is a good time to talk about the charity event. Uh, the charity event, we're going to push back. Okay. I've been in I've been in conversation with uh, CCF about it. Um, we were ready to go. I had all kinds of good stuff planned for it. However, it's my feeling right now that being at a time when money is tight, I don't want to go through um, a charity event that is not as effective as it could be. I think I'd rather wait until the uh, the autumn or maybe even next year until uh, everything settles down a bit before I want to try and ask people for money. I would feel a little bit uh, self-conscious about doing that. Well, and uh, and total makes total sense. And if, um, you know, the fall, again, we no one knows what's going to happen. It's all super crazy at this point. But pretend, potentially, I don't know if, and again, we, we're, we're spitballing here, you could do a live charity event at GrogCon if you're here. Oh, that yeah, that would be awesome, man. I that's something I would uh, I would definitely uh, visit with you guys um, if you were interested in doing so. We would love to. Uh, do there that. is one thing that I am doing right now that I think would be kind of cool to tell you guys about if you're interested. Um, Dan, I know that you've uh, been, and I thank you so much for this. Um, it's very kind of you to be a supporter of my Patreon um, for as long as you have. Uh, Given what's going on right now in America and around the world, I uh, again I felt really um, I felt like we have a very tight knit community in the game, uh, especially all of us that are first edition players. Um, Want to do something for people that are uh, in the middle of being you know tied up with uh, being uh, in your quarantine or whatever. Um, my Patreon is free right now. I, I took the price down to zero right now. So if you guys ever want to check out what I do, or if you wanted some rewards on the, on the cheap, well, you can't get much cheaper than free. Just uh, come visit us at uh, www.patreon.com backslash uh, castle entertainment and uh, check out what we're about. It's free. Uh, You'll get, uh, 
you can get the monster of the month, the magic item of the month, the spell of the month, uh, our, uh, mini module, which I believe is scheduled to be about 14 pages this time. So the mini module. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. A, yeah, my mini modules are generally anywhere between about 10 to 20 pages. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I okay. Very generous of you, Carlos. So thank you. So, so. Oh, no problem, man. Like I said, I want the community to be able to enjoy some stuff. And, you know, uh, like I I feel a little, bit a little bit disingenuous and a little bit self-conscious about asking people at a time when money is so, you know, charity begins at home. Right. And I want everybody to be able to look after themselves and not having to worry about making decisions about their entertainment dollars. Enjoy my stuff for free right now um, or don't enjoy it. Tell me it sucks. If you don't like it, that's fine, too. But at least you guys have a chance to look at it and judge for yourselves and, um, and enjoy just having something to look at. Yeah, no, and, and they're great products. So you know, hey, so oh, hey, products. Craig, hey. thank you so much, man. We really, I really appreciate so, that. That's really kind so, of you to hey, say, man. Craig is on. Craig is on. Hey, Craig, how are you? And he just put. Uh, and thanks, Manny. And I appreciate it, man. Um, uh, just said, hey, if we want to put a charity event together, at Crucible, he he'd be uh, put. He'll put us in the boardroom. So that's awesome. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, uh, I I couldn't thank you guys enough for that. Um, the uh, as I mentioned before, the uh, everything was ready to go. I've got the the covers and everything, the back cover. They're absolutely gorgeous from my uh, my number one artist, uh, Dan Govar. I had uh, some rewards for the you know most outstanding players uh, all set up and everything. But uh, again, it's just not the right time. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. We'll push it back a little bit, and we'll have a, a, an opportunity to have it. We'll, we'll rock it out here in a couple months and. Uh, um, it gives me a chance to set up some VIP players that I wanted to. There were some VIP players that were a little reticent to go uh, this quickly after GaryCon. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to snare them a little bit later in the year. Okay, excellent. Well, you know, we're always big fans of helping out. You know, we just did a video on um, how to stream. It just, you know, in this times like this, people need. Dis there's nothing wrong with healthy distractions and and coming together as a oh, community. So. Great. I just want to make sure that everybody's healthy distraction is as cost-effective for them and, and their families as possible, for me, anyway. James, did you, did you notice that uh, your video, and, and James did the video, and I was involved in it, about how to, how to stream games, it got more likes than our, our last episode. <laughs> so people watched our last episode, they're like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> And they watch your how to stream. They're like, oh, that's good. Yeah, we can. We can. Use your approach to streaming games. I really enjoyed it. You know, um, there's a lot of different technologies that you can use out there, and there's a lot of different uh, methodologies that you can use. You, for example, your methodology for it is nowhere close to what I do, but yet it, it's just as valid. I think it's really cool to watch to see what your your approach was. Yeah, and and you know I know that you uh, use other other things, and um, I've watched your Twitch. So again, there's there's many ways to do it. It really is uh, how we do things here, based on what we've kind of uh, learned as we go with the technology. And I think you know I, we also don't stream as many events as you do. So I think. Um, and, and part of it was what people were willing to do. At, you know, Zoom, when we started this, Zoom was not as big uh, a platform. Um, so, right. you know, there's there's a lot of pros and cons. There's many paths to it. Uh, this is how it works. Sure. And sure. Um, 
you know, I think the problem is, is just getting started. So the goal that I had was, okay, you know nothing about it. You want to do something similar to what other people are doing. Here's the basics to do that. Then you can replace, you know, if you don't want to use OBS, you want to use Streamlabs, you want to use something else, you can go back and do something else with that. So, Yeah, in particular, my technology, just uh, for anybody out there who is watching this and is interested, um, whereas James mentioned OBS and Streamlabs and everything, I actually use Zoom to get everybody together. I broadcast using XSplit, which is a program similar to OBS yep. uh, that I, I, I like a little bit better. And then I... Uh, I do uh, Streamlabs on top of that to get some of the apps on that. And everything else that you'll see over there graphic-wise is uh, like a mask, layer masks that I'm making using uh, Photoshop or GIMP or whatever. Yeah, the, but the, the concepts are you need a way to talk and video. You need a way then to aggregate your local stuff with that and, and push it forward. Okay, well, if they want, they can look at that video. And, of course, uh, Carlos is on Twitch. You can do that. And... Uh, we still need to do a giveaway. I know I went to your site and uh, uh, you know, you're not shipping right now, but you are doing five, $4 off uh, your PDFs. I am doing $4 off of everything, right? Um, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Anybody who wants uh, any modules, any, any uh, Castle Entertainment stuff, please feel free uh, to reach out to us if, you're, uh, if it's something you're interested in. Um, there's one other cool way right now that you'll be able to get Castle Entertainment stuff soon. It's a kind of a good time to announce it. Thanks, James. Uh, some of you guys out there might know that tabletop events um, is struggling right now. Mm, yeah, they're they're a, uh, an organization that uh, helps do convention management for a lot of uh, a lot of conventions around America. Well, with everything being canceled. They're having trouble keeping the lights on right now. Well, Castle Entertainment donated quite a bit of game materials, both digital and physical rewards, uh, to them, and they'll be doing a uh, a giveaway or, excuse me, a, an auction soon. So, if you guys want to get some cool Castle Entertainment swag or uh, you know adventure modules, there, uh, it's a good time, a good way to do it, and also give to a good. Uh, to donate to a, a real good cause. Okay. Yeah. Send us uh, if you send us the link, we'll uh, we'll put that on the show notes too. Well, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, man. let's get let's get this started. We've got uh, it's nine oh six. We need we got about forty five minutes or so, plus or minus. Uh, we are. I'll get you out of here quicker than that. I think. Oh, great! Thanks. Is that? Uh -oh. is that <laughs> so anyway, um, Dan, roll your saving throw against me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see. He's, he's just better at Trepid Heroes. As you guys re remember, you were still in the hold of Stonefist. Uh, you had talked to Sabrala Starbreaker from the uh, Ice Barbarians. Uh, she's a very noted bard that's there. And she had mentioned to your group that she was performing reconnaissance on behalf of the Krusky yep. against Stonehold. Because Stonehold has been, had left to go to war against the forces of Ayus, or excuse me, to the forces of the theocracy of the pale yeah. just to the east, or to the west, I should say, of that. Um, I'm going to pick you guys up. Uh, your whole group is, uh, after your conversation with her, uh, your whole group had, you've been awake for quite some time. All of you were pretty hungry. Uh, you just adventured down in that tomb, as you know. Um, it would be a good time for you to go to sleep and get something to eat. Uh, at this point in time, I'd like to know what you guys are going to memorize when you uh, for the day, please, for your spells. 
Well, I'm going to look at my vast assortment of spells as a first-level magic user, perusing them carefully, and I'm going okay. to choose my namesake, Sleep. Perfect. And you? And in honor of Jim Ward, our guest who's coming on, I'm going to pick the spell he picked the first time he ever played. I'm picking Light. That's an excellent choice. Thank you. When you wake up... Um, you are, um, most of the time, uh, when you guys were growing up, um, in the wild coast, nice, uh, quiet town of Safeton, uh, your mornings were brought to you in a kind of a, uh, gentle way. Uh, war hadn't come to Safeton in a long time. You know, you're used to the light filter again through your windows and, uh, nice breeze coming in off the coast, the smell of salt in the air, fish, maybe the sound of the fishing boats coming in back into, into port. Instead, today, when you're woken up, you're woken up to an absolutely bitter, bitter cold. The first thing that you see is this leaden belly of clouds above you. The snow is blowing horizontal across you. You'd go out to sleep in a tent, but you're no longer in a tent. Uh, there's a face hanging over you, about six inches over your face. It's got a big, thick, red beard full of snow. And he looks at your face and says, you need to get up now. We get up. Get up. He puts his hand down on your chest. He puts his hand right over to prevent you from getting up. He says, no, do not stand. Listen very close to me. He says, looks at you both. He looks extremely serious, and there's fear in his eyes a bit. He looks at you both. He says, do you trust the Starbreaker, yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Put this on. He hands you both these furs. Okay. We put it, we, we, uh, Don, I'm on. Is the rest of the group with us? Is Autumn... Uh, no, Autumn is not there, and you look around, Marissa's not there. You don't know where either of them are. Okay. He looks over at you. He says, he hands you, James, a ring, and he hands you, Dan, an amulet. Okay. He says, put these on now. I put it on. I put the ring on. He looks over at his he looks over to his left and right. As, as sight is beginning to come back to you, uh, you're seeing shadows kind of all around you. There are these men, and they're all the men of the uh, of the Krusky, and they're all there with shovels and things. They've dug next to you what looks like shallow pits in the snow and the ice, about maybe five feet deep. He looks at both of you. He says, "Get in now, now get in." We roll into the. I roll into the pit with her. They start covering you with snow. Hmm. Okay. As they're covering you with snow, right away you notice something. These furs, they're not normal. You're not feeling the cold so much at all on you. At all. And something else interesting is happening. As they're burying you, they're covering your face with this. You can see right through the snow Hmm. upwards. As sight is coming up to you, you realize now that you've been drugged out of the tents that you had slept in. You're pretty close to the center of camp where they were digging holes to bury you in. And probably about maybe 30, 
Oh, I shouldn't say that. Maybe probably about 300 yards away, shadows are coming towards you through the gloom. It looks like almost an army of people, about 50 people. Okay. Dan and James, what will you do at this point in time? Well, and, and the other men are burying themselves as well, or is it just... No, they're burying you, and they're standing around afterwards. Okay, so it, I think they're trying to... I, I tell Mindy that it looks like they're trying to hide us, so we stay motionless, though I've, I, as I'm being buried, I try to get my rose petals or my uh, sand in preparation for sleep. Okay. Mindy, do you have any plans? I'm going to do the same. I don't know what my spell components are for light, but I'm going to look them up. But yes, I, I will do the same. I'll get my spell components ready. Okay. Some time passes, the snow, and uh, it continues to fall. You notice that you're not really all that cold, fortunately. You're able to see these shadows are walking towards you. And as they're walking towards you, the first shadow in the lead is Sabrala, Starbreaker. She's not wearing her fur. She looks slightly cold. You're now aware vaguely that it's Mindy that's wearing the one that she was wearing before. Next to her is uh, Marissa, is walking with her. Marissa has a black eye. She's got a puffy lip. She looks like she's had the hell beat out of her. Mm. Guys that are behind her, they're all... There, you realize that you're that the, the ladies are at spear point. And Sabrala kind of groans. She says, I told you they're nowhere to be found. Look around you. And look anywhere you want, any tent you want. Sabrala walks over and she's actually standing on top of like where just behind where Mindy's head would be. Um, Marissa kind of is walking through the snow. she You see her kind of looking at the ground, almost like trying to figure out where you are. And she kind of stops James about maybe a foot or so left of where you are. And she's just kind of standing over you. Okay. She looks, uh, and you realize who she's talking to as they turn around and look back. The figure that is with them is probably about a six-foot-tall figure wearing kind of a... Uh, a weird-looking, tattered black cloak. The black cloak is covered in eyeballs. All of them are different colors, and they look around everywhere, all around, with this creepy kind of a bloodshot look. This figure has a crown on its head. All of the crown are fingers. It looks like halfling fingers, human fingers. Some are skeletons, some are rotting. Gnome fingers? Male, female, what's that? Gnome fingers, oh, good. yes. Okay. Just, a, just a single middle gnome that's finger. Walking, it's, that's wearing it um, is a woman whose skin is grayed with age and rot. You can see through parts of her cheek. Her eyes are hollow, black, these little hateful points of light in the middle. She looks around and she just kind of hisses in this quiet voice that just barely hangs over the snow. She says to her men, look in every tent and for every tent in which you do not find one of them, one of these men dies. And she looks over at Sabrala and just kind of smiles. 
and says, would you like to tell me now where your friends are? And when she just kind of grins, you can see the desiccated lips pulled tight to the body, to the, to the face. So Brawler says, I told you I have no idea who you're talking about. I said, we're here, we're spies. You can do whatever you want to us. You can do whatever you want to, your, to my men. Because we know nothing of these people. <sighs> Sorry to hear that. Kind of looks around. See her pull out of her pocket this weird kind of this iron circle. Uh, I need you both to roll me a 20-sider, please. All right. She's kind of looking at it in her hand. Four. I rolled a four. Okay, both of you are familiar enough with um, uh, technology that this is a timepiece. Mm. And she looks at it. It's a gnomish make timepiece. Yeah, of course. Uh, usually it's only the gnomes that have them. So she's obviously got it from a dead gnome, probably. She's laying to do it. Finger that's <laughs> Yep, right there. <laughs> looks at it. Other direction. Kind of looking down on the ground. Looks back up at uh, Marissa. Marissa spits on the ground. You hear a, a man scream in the distance. Sabrala just does not look at all moved by it. Time goes on in this manner. You hear the men of uh, the Kruski, at least seven of them are slain. Uh, but by some means that you can't see around the campsite. Um, woman looks at Sabrala and says, they may not have been here yet. Sabrala kind of closes, slits her eyes a bit. Our friends, they don't walk across the land they walk between seconds see no i don't see Alex <laughs> chuckles to herself well if you see our friends it'll be quite worthwhile to you uh to tell me so i'll be back and so will your friends she turns around and when she does you see the men of the kruski that have been killed shambling towards her. She just kind of smirks. Very well, then. We'll meet again, Sabrella Starbreaker. Turns around, she starts walking away. Sabrella kind of looks down at the ground a bit, shakes her head twice at, at, and just keep, and walks away from you. But maybe... 15, 20 minutes later, you can hear the shovels next to you starting to dig you out. Uh, Marissa is one of them, one of the people that does, that's digging. Um, the guy that is that told you uh, to hide is no longer with the group. There's probably, as I said before, when you first met these people, there were anywhere between 20 and 30 of them. Now there's probably anywhere between 15 and, and 20 of them. Uh, they look horrified all of them like they've seen something that they shouldn't see uh these are hard men of the kruski very tough um very uh 
uh, strong men, warriors born, and they look absolutely horrified. As you uh, are dug out, Marissa reaches out to help you out, and Sabrala does the same. She looks at the both of you, and she says, come to my tent. So I'll I'll wait for him to uh, get back in here. Let me text him. You were so scared by the events of this game that you ducked out, I told James. I couldn't take it anymore. You're not right. I'm not Vic Dorso, okay? You guys don't have to worry about it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm uh, uh, all right. I'm back. Okay, well, it's good to see you back, man. So anyway, like I said, the last uh, where I left my intrepid heroes here, um, you had been dug out of the snow, and Sobrala had invited you back to the tent and said that uh, we had a lot to discuss. Um, when she gets you back to the tent, uh, she looks at you very quiet for a moment and says um, 11 of my men died today to protect you tell me that it was not for nothing who are you why are you here um uh, why would I have, can I answer that with a question? I, why would you protect us? We are, we are indebted to you, and we will make it worth your while. We owe you our lives. Don't speak why? more than we can answer for, Mendy. She looks at the two of you, and she says, you owe us. This is not how the Kruski are. This is not my way. She says, look at you. You're dressed as foreigners. You speak our language. Speak the cold tongue fluently. Do you not find that odd? You speak it like a like a, a native? Yes, that is. Did you speak it before you came to us? No, and, and obviously I was just figured this out. I'm like, how did that ever happen? I, I look perplexed at Mindy. Yeah, she looks at you. She says, You've told me that you came in a boat. While you were asleep, my men looked on the coast. There's no wreckage to be found. You said you come from the south. There are no footprints to be found. You just seem to come from nowhere. And now there's this, the restless dead follow your trail. They ask me questions. They tell me about people who walk between seconds, not across the land. You are, and she, this, she is the half-elf, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your kind on the elven side who live between ages, who've lived through ages. What, what, is the, what is the common year, if you know it? She looks at you, says the common year for, uh, it, by the reckoning of the soul calendar, it is 4871, uh, but by the common year, it is, seems to count for a moment, 592. So it's, Eight years before uh, our, yes. our time. So, right. so I let her know, I do not know what is going on and what our purpose is, and I really don't care. What I can tell you is this is not our, this is eight years from when our age, we should be eight years younger based on what you just told us. 
So why that is happening, she we walks, don't know. Uh, takes a half step forward. And she looks at your cloak, at the edge of that star cloak of yours. Kind of picks up and looks at it for a moment. She looks over at Mendy. She goes, does your brother speak the truth? He does. It is obvious. Let's go with the cloak. She says, that cloak that you wear, she smiles. She goes, Dizelver, you know that? We, we guessed, but we did not know. We were given without any instructions. Look at the star patterns. The stars do not make that pattern. They haven't made, they, they won't make that pattern for many, many years. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, do we, now we're looking at it, does it look like it's the constellations in this hemisphere? Uh, it's hard to tell because of the snowfall and the weather out there. Okay. It's really hard to tell. So Brawl looks at you and says, protected you because it was clear to me you do not, you're not evil people, but you have a greater purpose for being here. I could not let the likes of her get their, get their hands on you. Who is she? Uh, obviously a necromancer or something evil. She claims she's the restless dead. She says that she is Lachrain something. She just spat it like it was a curse. Is there somebody who you think might be able to solve this puzzle for us? Perhaps a great sage. She looks at you and smiles and she says, when I introduced myself to you, I told you I was the most talented bard to my people. If you'll give me a moment, perhaps I can unravel this myself, but I wanted to hear the words from your own lips. The truth sometimes is not necessarily found in books or in spells or even in stars. She points at your cloak. Sometimes the truth can only be found here and here. Any, any insight you would be able to give us would be greatly appreciated. Marissa puts her helmet down. She sits on the top of it. She looks over at you guys and she says, whoever this person is, Her men are strong, and uh, I need a, I need a break for a bit. She's says, looking at the two of you. I took a pretty good beating. We were. Sabrala yeah. says, "Nods." Says, "You sit here, and I'll get you something to eat, something to drink. We'll talk more." And. Uh, I am going to speak to the spirits about you. Thank you. Uh, uh, and I say to, uh, oh, I just lost, uh, you guys see James? I just lost James. No, I see James. Oh, okay. I just, I just um, was I see <laughs> Yeah, All right, well, it's, that's my computer. Uh, you're pixelated. Oh, there you are. Wait. Oh, you just weren't moving. Oh. Right. There you go. <laughs> so, no, no, it's pixelated. Hey, hey Dan, so, do me uh, a favor. Turn off your YouTube if you still have it on. Oh, let me see. I do not have okay, it on. Okay, that's fine. Just that, just from a bandwidth perspective. Yeah, I was going to eat bandwidth, exactly. 
Mm. Okay, so she goes ahead and she starts pouring you some uh, some of that strong brandy that she uh, had gave you guys when you first met. Uh, you end up eating a little bit of uh, of roast. Uh, tastes like an elk more than anything. Uh, doesn't really say anything much, but she sits around the fire and she's starting to put together all these unguents and all these um, bits of like powder. It seems like from all these different uh, uh, small containers that she has over at her pack. She looks over at you, the two of you, and uh, she says, I would like something from both of you, something personal item that you can feel free that uh, does not matter if it's destroyed. Okay. Something that you have you have possessed for some time. Does not matter how long. Okay. I give her, I have a candle. Perfect. Yes. Takes a candle. Uh, and you? Well, I'm trying to get, scroll up here to my stuff. And I have... While you're deciding, she's taking the candle and she's lighting the candle. She's kind of murmuring to herself and tossing in the fire these powders. And the powders are making these swirling colors that are making these weird kind of uh, quasi-shapes out of the fire. Go ahead, Dan. or uh, James, what are you going to give her? Uh, I have a writing quill, and so I will give her that. Perfect. She takes the quill. And she puts it over the fire, and it lights the end of it, and the whole as the 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 the, the quill starts to burn, it doesn't get consumed. Instead, it's this quill of fire that hangs in midair. And she looks at the fire, and she says, "I can ask seven things of the flames." And she looks at it. She says, why are these two men here? Or excuse me. She says, why are these this brother and this sister here? The flame in midair writes, all of a sudden begins to write, a trailing fire behind it. And it says... Quite simply, it says, a father always protects his children. He nods. Is it in common? Do we know what this says, what, what it wrote? No, it, 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 it's not only, uh, go ahead and make me a 20-sider, James. Seven. Not only is it in common, it is in a... Um, it seems to you to be in a dialect spoken regionally in Hardby, strictly, but very old Hardby. Okay. Looks at, at it and says, looks over at you, uh, looks at the quill. Do you understand what it means? My, we never knew our father. She nods. Who was that woman? The dead one. Quill in the air writes, it's an 
It says an old enemy of mine, an old enemy, or and it says and an enemy of mine that is yet to come. Nods. Why here? Their presence here was not my doing. It was their guardians. Who is their guardian? Yeah, I have no idea. It says, the mistress of the west wind blew them off course. You are taken here by the west wind. I suppose that makes some sense. You started west of here, yes? Yes. Well, we have gleaned that we're, we're, we're northeast of us based on what she's told us, so yes. I have two more questions. Would you ask one of them? Yes. What is the purpose of this cloak? The cloak protects you, it says, against your enemies. Wow. James, at the back of it now, you can, uh, on your sheet, you can write cloak of protection plus one. Okay. And she looks over at Mendy. And she says, would you ask a question or would you rather I ask a question? Um, I would prefer to ask a question. That's. Whom can we always trust? He looks over. He says, speak, spirit. Who can they always trust? And in the quill, in the air, you see it in a trail of fire. All of a sudden, it starts to jag these like lightning lines in there. And all you see is this path of jagged W-shaped lines in a circle that hangs in the middle of the air in fire. 20-sider, both of you. Nine. Five. You both recognize it right away. It's the holy symbol of Zagig. Oh. All right. Sabrala, Stargazer. Thank you. Thank you so much for your help. She nods. She says, do you think you are so easily rid of me? She smiles. She says, 11 of my men died for you. She looks over at the air where fire still hangs there in Zagig's, in Zagig's emblem. One of the gods of our world here. You can put your trust in one of the gods of our world. The west wind protects you. And you think that a woman like myself was interested in epic tales? You think so? We, I would be so easily be rid of you? <laughs> she laughs a bit. Unfortunately, I laugh. Uh, unfortunately, your, your people will suffer for us 
and I cannot say that we will be worthy of their loss. I am their captain, then I make the decision for them. It seems to me that you are very important people. I think the kind of people my Jarl would want to know about. The only way I can tell him then is if I learn more of you. You have no more boat. I have a boat. If you were to walk across this land with that cloak of yours or not, you'd be frozen to ice. Well, it's the, and I feel like the, the farther we get away from the dead woman and her curses, the better, better off we are. So she looks at the both of you, kind of leans forward across the fire, says, and which way are we going, my friends? To the city of Greyhawk. If that is possible. Come with me. She gets out, takes her cloak and puts it back a little bit higher on. Walks outside, Marissa grabs her helmet. They walk out. She kind of gives you a like, side eye when she, uh, like, she doesn't know quite what to make of the both of you now that, that all that has been said. She walks out. She looks at her men. She goes, does Karak live? No. Einar is, is your first now. Einar. Einar Vatunsan. Get the boat ready. We take these men to the city of Greyhawk. He kind of looks at her like, that's the opposite. Heard what I said. The free city of Greyhawk. We leave immediately. He looks over at you and just kind of gives a stern nod. Marissa looks over at the both of you and she says, I only really have one question right now. Where in the hell is Autumn? That's what I was about to ask. You guys look over when you say that. You see Shadow kind of walking towards you guys from the shore. Kind of raises up a mug. Heard I missed some excitement, she says. Does everybody seem so down? I scared up a little bit of meat. Thumbs over. Is good. I, I'm actually pleasantly surprised to see her. We, we thought you were lost to the undead. Oh. Undead? Me? No. Well, hopefully not. No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. The ghost ship. No, no. I don't think that's it, Autumn. And I, we try to recant as quickly as we can as the men are getting ready. This, the undead forces that cap, uh, attacked Marissa and, and the party. That's the one that was responsible for our friend, Creek. Hmm. She nods. Well, so I guess we've got a ride then, huh? We, we do at this point, and hopefully the, the ghost ship will not interfere, for we have, we have, there are forces, and I try to say this in a way that makes me sound important, but I, you know, I'm going to fail it miserably because I have no idea what I'm talking about. There are forces railed against my sister and I. You have come, are you sure you want to journey with us any further? She starts to say something. 
about ready, she's about ready to say something, and Sabrala just kind of looks at her and she says, She has to. Isn't that right, West Wind? And she keeps walking past her. Autumn just kind of drinks out of her mug like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. Meanwhile, Marissa says, listen, I have no idea what in the hell is going on here, okay? This west wind, the symbol of Zagig, what is going on here exactly? I feel like I missed something. Well, I, I... Please somebody tell me what I just got my ass kicked for. We have a destiny, my sister and I. You've been chosen to help us with this. We're still figuring it out. But no... What does the gig have to do with it? There, there, my, our father had, has clearly aligned forces to protect us from something. Unfortunately, I wish I knew what I could tell you, what, what is going on. The priesthood of the gig? Uh, I feel like I bit off a lot more than I can chew here. That makes and who the hell are you supposed to be? She looks over, Marissa looks over at Autumn. Every five seconds you're disappearing. You just show up whenever, whenever you feel like it. Whenever somebody around here is in the middle of being in trouble, you just disappear. Are you a friend or not? Brought back some meat. Shrug. It is best we eat. The journey is long. I agree with Autumn. I'm being a little standoffish to Marissa because she got her head, she got beaten up a little bit, but. Yeah. You say that, you could swear to God as Autumn is drinking out of her mug, she just kind of shoots her a little wink, a little wry wink. Car- Carlos, I'd like to sneak off just to just. A little bit to pray to uh, Farligan, who's my deity, the deity of travel, uh, just to seek any guidance, and particularly whether or not I, we can trust Autumn. Make me a percentage die. Okay. A five. Zero five. Something in the pit of your gut makes you think that not only can you trust Autumn, you can implicitly trust autumn okay sounds like she is the west wind maybe okay all right and i will when i get a chance i will tell that to my brother that what that i prayed to my deity and uh-huh. and, and, and the sense everybody's getting themselves ready uh marissa's going over to, uh, marissa's just kind of thrown up her hands about this she's a simple fighter she doesn't really get all this so she's helping the men Put stuff on the boat and get everything ready. Autumn's off watching them drinking. Well, I'm I'm um, talking to Autumn now. I mean, I'm. Oh, you want to talk to Autumn? Well, okay, she's well, there. I'm, with I'm you. just, you know, she mentioned the meat and stuff, and and uh, I I'm spending time with her, you know, because clearly I I like Mendy said the West Wind, the mistress of the West Wind. I'm trying to understand and ingratiate myself to her. Because for now, I'm 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 attracted by power, so she's she's moved up on my on my target acquisition uh, uh, layer. Right, so. she's just drinking her uh, out of out of her mug. Uh, I I want you to also make me a twenty cider. Okay. Both of twelve. You, I rolled a twelve. Yeah, I rolled a five. 
as intelligent as you both are, uh, you're also pretty, you're insightful men and women. You notice something about this. You have always, always, always seen Autumn drinking. You have never once ever seen her refill that mug, and it is always full. Yeah, to detect magic would be great, but we don't have that. We have I've she has a message. <laughs> yeah, she's she's drinking out, out of it, listening to you guys talk. Um, what are you gonna tell her? What are you gonna say? Well, I, you're gonna ingratiate yourself. Yeah, what are you I'm gonna, gonna say? say it is. It is curious that you disappear and, and come back either when we most need you or when the trouble is ended. You're, you're capricious like the West Wind. Why is that? She shrugs a little bit. She goes, I'm a druid. She says, maybe I am the West Wind. She drinks a little bit. Warm and embracing was, or biting and... Well, she kind of leans forward a bit. And uh, as she does, things about her that you're noticing. Uh, Autumn, because we haven't talked about her too much, you haven't really sat with her too often. Autumn is about, uh, she's probably about five foot five, five four. Got curly, kind of long red hair, uh, kind of a Auburny red. Uh, she's not fat, but she's not skinny. Yeah. She's very buxom. And she is wearing the kind of robes and an open enough top that she should have goose flesh everywhere. Right. She does not at all have goose flesh. Um, that doesn't necessarily surprise you from somebody from the old Kirk, uh, from the old faith, that she might be inured to weather. I mean, she's a druid. But it, it's just one of those other things that is starting to the more that you're around her, the more you're getting this weird feeling about her that she is not of this world. Mm. Oh. Um, and she just, uh, she kind of shrugs her shoulders. She goes, uh, I believe very firmly in people of destiny being able to guide their own destiny. And the funny thing about the West Wind is the West Wind is strongest in autumn. I think that's really what she needs. Yes. I think she's being literal. Not really figure, you know. I think she just is really making a reference to my name. Yes. Well, I, I take that all in, and, and again, half uh, studying her, half trying to be egratiating, and I think we'll leave it at that. Because, again, I'm, I'm interested in just drinking and eating because... We're not really done, all of us, yet. Mm. You look like you could use a drink. Oh, you got that right. You, she looks over at you, Mindy, look like you need to learn how to make a drink. <laughs> she winks at you. Sounds like fun. Here, come on, sit down right next to me. I do. She says, uh, she's like, Marissa's not using this anymore. Puts her helmet down. Have a seat. Okay. Reaches into her pocket. Starts pulling out this kind of like this grain. Over the next half an hour, she begins to teach you how to make this drink. I need you to make me a 20 cider. 16. 
After you're done, James, she says, we're all done here. I want you to drink this. You can tell me how your sister did. Switch seats. Switch seats. Switch, okay. switch seats. I switch seats. Sit down. Now you look like you could use a drink after all that work. You look like you need to learn how to make one. Okay. Have a seat. She pulls out a whole different set of ungents and starts teaching you how to make something different. Your drink that she teaches you how to make is very effervescent, whereas Dan's drink is kind of a, a pale blue, kind of a, a kind of a smells a little bit maybe like uh, cotton candy-ish. Yours is uh, kind of effervescent. It's clear. It's very. Uh, it's very. Uh, it pops very hard. Um, and when you're done, um, she says, "Okay, now switch bottles and." Drink each other's drink and tell me what you oh, think. Oh, do I need to roll 20? Yeah. <laughs> 19. Okay. Tasty. Yeah. Probably horrible. Dan? Uh, Dan, go ahead and uh, are you going to drink the one that James made? Of course. It'd be rude not to. Okay. You drink the one that he made. As you drink it, you feel kind of, I don't know, kind of like a a lightness feeling all over your body. Kind of like a, a gentle kind of a, a, a buoyancy almost. Okay. Right? Right. James, are you going to drink the one that she made you? Uh, yeah. That many Does, made does you? it smell weird? After? Yeah, it does smell weird. It smells to you kind of like, uh, um, kind of like a, uh, a sugary syrup. Okay. But it's not repulsive. No, not repulsive. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll say, I hope you didn't screw this up and drink it. You drink a little bit of it, and um, immediately you feel um, you feel a little bit like uh, more energized. Okay. A little bit, maybe a little bit healthier, a little more energetic. That sucks. This good job. I want the both of you. Pay very close attention to what you did. She says, and hands both of you a bag. She says, there's enough in there to make an entire potion full of it for both of you. Okay. But you just got your first lesson in alchemy. She goes, she goes I bet you the mistress of Crossroads didn't teach you that one. Kind of winks and turns around and walks away. I would write down the recipe, but James... I used up his uh, quill, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, I don't have a quill now. James and Dan, make me a 20-sider. 10. 16. Both of you being as intelligent as you are, neither one of you has ever told her who you studied with. Wow, yes. That's... Mm. Yeah, she, she, mm. unless she knew it in the town... Because she met us there, we wouldn't. She would have known. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just curious. Another weirdness about her. Well, we need to remind ourselves when time is changing ever, ever, sister. The only thing is constant is our bond. I try to say it with a straight face, but it didn't really come off that well. Yep. I, I immediately start laughing, <laughs> and I and I spit my drink out. I don't see. <laughs> 
as you're spitting it out, Marissa is walking back. She's got her spear over her shoulders. Because are you two degenerates ready? Oh, we're ready to face the new what our what Let's our great it. destiny is. May the mm-hmm. yeah. may the power of Zagig and the West Wind protect us. I have no idea what I'm saying. Oh, yes. how you worship Zagig and the West Wind, right? It is yes. my father's will. Okay. Kind of looks at you askance, and that's where we're going to end right. for today's. That's, that's perfect. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, Carlos. Thank you, Carlos. Yeah, Fun no problem, always. guys. Yeah. You guys learned a lot about the setting. More, that's right. you learned a little bit more about the hex, as is the uh, the lesson. I try to teach you the last bit about the hex that you needed to know, uh, which is weather and climb and what you could expect from uh, environmental here. And you learned a little bit about the meta plot that's going on that Victor and myself have uh, have concocted. Wonderful. Well, and you know. At least we have some semblance of what's going on, but we really don't. But we'll figure it out. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, and if we don't, that's half the fun too. So excellent. For those of you out there, I saw David mention about Bacobbins a gig. There's about seven Easter eggs that I dropped in there about different Greyhawk gods. I'll let you guys put them all together. Wonderful. Well, Carlos, best <laughs> best wishes to you. Best wishes to Amanda. We'll, we'll talk to you. We've got a full plate like you. Uh, every week we're having a show. We've got a lot of uh, folks coming on. So just make sure you keep on Twitter, uh, uh, Castle Entertainment for Twitter. He's also on Facebook uh, and go on Twitch and obviously Castle Entertainment. Um, so uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Thanks so much, too. And uh, give my give uh, my best regards to Drummage. Uh, he was actually my guest on my uh, my second uh uh, Castle Talk. Yeah. So uh, he's a, a buddy of mine too. So well, we're going to give him a call right now. So we'll talk to you later. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye, Carlos. This is Big Opposition Puppy Production. All rights reserved.